everybody, check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listing platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. The Frankie Files. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of The Frankie Files. I'm your host and producer, Frankie. I am excited about this episode because it's just the beginning of me studying the religion I was raised in, New Age religion. What is New Age religion? We've all heard a lot about it. But it wasn't until I started reading Dr. Yanya Lalish's book, Bounded Choice, that I began to really understand. And it's a precursor to the studies she did on Heaven's Gate. So it's pretty interesting because if you say it's benign or not dangerous, I can argue 39 people who believed New Age religious ideas took their own lives. A lot of damage has been done by flatty New Age thinking. The religious alternative my mom chose was based in the New Age, but what is it? It now permeates America. One of my friends who's into art commented that her teacher online signs her correspondences with the word namaste. That means I bow to the divinity within you, and that's a Sanskrit term. That's from India. And you can now find this type of language in grocery propaganda, a lot of vegan foods, on TV, via influencers. There's not a thought about passing along some type of abbreviated Eastern philosophy or hodgepodge New Age sentiment. And no one even pays attention to it. It's become so commonplace in USA since the 1960s. It's become incredibly commonplace. With freedom of religion comes many oddities. And New Age is just one of them. But I wanted to get into some answers and find out how it's so cemented into our culture. I especially have an interest in the roots of New Age religion because of my personal experience with it. Morningland Church, now called the Monastery in Long Beach, California, is based upon New Age religious beliefs. It's been around since 1972. In Dr. Lalich's book, Bounded Choice, she talks about the New Age in a very revealing manner. It's well-researched. You'll be surprised. Tarot, meditation, astrology, healing, aura reading, you name it, I saw all of that. I was influenced by all of that, and I was also being trained in all of that. But I didn't really understand the roots of it until I started on Dr. Landish's book. I'm going to read several excerpts from her book today, focusing on New Age religion. 
its roots, its history, its doctrines, and it's stemming back to the 50s, not just 1960s. Okay, let's get into it. The New Age movement has been described as everything from a conspiracy to a benign self-help movement. Some regard it as a type of touchy-feely religion. Others consider it a threat to Christian values. The scholar of religion, Wade Claire Roof, has perhaps aptly described the most recent manifestation of the New Age as a widespread spiritual awakening. Continuing, elements of the New Age movement have made inroads into major walks of life, from university curricula to TV talk shows. Oprah Winfrey, for example, is an ardent fan of many New Age concepts and beliefs. Her programs alone help to spread these ideas to millions each day. Similarly, much of the programming on public television, especially during its fundraising marathons, comprises specials featuring various New Age celebrities and practitioners. From Deepak Chopra to Wayne Dwyer, the New Age is possibly best known for its all-encompassing, yet somewhat elusive nature. For example, researchers attempting to identify traits of the New Age agreed with two characteristics. The New Age is rooted in Eastern mysticism, and it represents an eclectic collection of psychological and spiritual techniques. The New Age bottom line can be stated in three words. All is one. The cosmos is pure, undifferentiated, universal energy. A consciousness or life force. Everything is one vast interconnected process. The quote continues. Dr. Lalish says, initially the New Age movement was called the Age of Aquarius, a concept that piqued the interest of many countercultural movements in the 60s. The idea was influenced and popularized by writings of Marilyn Ferguson. Her book is called The Aquarian Conspiracy, sometimes called the New Age Bible. Okay, end quote. So let's take a moment and investigate some facts about Marilyn Ferguson, who I wasn't really familiar with, but I was certainly influenced by. Let's get into her life a bit. She was born in Colorado in 1938. From Wikipedia, Ferguson soon developed an enduring interest in what came to be known as the human potential movement, and particularly the latest research on the potential of the human brain, with its implications for learning, creativity, and wellness. Ferguson launched Brain Mind Bulletin, a newsletter that served as an ongoing forum for her interest in cutting-edge scientific ideas. At its peak in the 80s, the publication had a worldwide base of some 10,000 subscribers, ranging from academics and intellectuals to school teachers and storekeepers, and helped to popularize the ideas of such notables as Prigogine, neuroscientist Karl Pribram, Candice Pert, physicist Fritjof Capra, and David Bohm, psychologist Jean Houston, and many others. End quote. So here we see the foreshadowing of psychology 
inserting itself into religion and popularizing the mix. It's funny because my so-called master mentioned and quoted Buckminster Fuller a lot. I never realized he was intrinsic in influencing and shaping the new age, as we now know it. But we'll get into that. Wikipedia continues. The book's title led to some confusion having to do with astrology only to the extent of drawing from the popular concept of Age of Aquarius, succeeding a dark Piscean age. The word conspiracy she used in its literal sense of breathing together as one of her great influences. The philosopher Pierre Tilhard de Chardin had done before her. So she wrote, just to reiterate, Madeline Ferguson wrote The Aquarian Conspiracy. Just a reminder. Wikipedia on Ferguson continues, a founding member of the Association of Humanistic Psychology, Ferguson published and edited the well-regarded science newsletter Brained Mind Bulletin from 75 to 96. She eventually earned numerous honorary degrees, served on the board of directors of the Institute of Noetic Sciences, and befriended such diverse figures as influence, as inventor, and theorist Buckminster Fuller, spiritual author Ram Dass, Nobel Prize-winning chemist Ilya Prigogine, and billionaire Ted Turner. Ferguson's work also influenced Vice President Al Gore, who participated in her informal network while a senator and later met with her in the White House. Uh, so just on a little side note, I've been researching the connection between astrology and Christianity. And to my kind of surprise, astrology is rooted in Christianity. It goes back to the Bible era times when they used star alignment to predict coming of things. It seems that all things lead back to religion, doesn't it? This is some of my new revelations as when you start trying to omit religion from your daily life, you'll find it quite difficult. Even trying to omit the expression like, oh, geez, or Jesus or bless you, it's so embedded in our daily lives. And what I think is so dangerous about religion is the vague um, wording that allows for so much interpretation. You're listening to The Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com. And that's that whole mind reading, future telling, I only can give you the answers is a dangerous ledge that leaders teeter on. And we pay the price if we follow them. Okay, so the work by Ferguson and those with her started a huge change. And as an excerpt from Dr. Lalish's book says, quote, triggered the most rapid cultural realignment in history. Lelich continues, the New Age movement then represents a vast shift in the perception of reality. Often the emergence of the New Age ideas, at least in the U.S., is tied to the 60s culture of drugs and protest. But in fact, its origins of the New Age movement date at least to the 1950s, a decade in which a notable segment of the population rejected the materialism of the American dream 
and sought out new meaning and new ways of interpreting life. Interjection, the American dream and the picket fence, was sold to America during the 40s to get everyone to participate in the war and to ration and to do things for the war. They promised that you will have a picket fence if you help us through this. You will have a house with a picket fence, this whole American dream concept and the white picket fence. So seems like that propaganda didn't last too long if they wanted to shirk the idea of materialism uh, a mere 10 years later or less. Aldous Huxley wrote his groundbreaking essay, The Doors of Perception and Heaven and Hell. They mix the rise in popularity of two things, Eastern ideas and use of psychedelic drugs. Turn on, tune in, and drop out is how Timothy Leary put it. Let's talk about Aldous Huxley. From biography.com, Huxley was born in 1894 and died in 1963. Huxley was an author and screenwriter and is best known for his 1932 novel, Brave New World, A Nightmarish Vision of the Future. Aldous Huxley was born in England on July 26, 94. That's 1894. The fourth child in a family with a deep intellectual history. His grandfather was the noted biologist and naturalist T.H. Huxley, an early proponent of Charles Darwin's theory of evolution. His father, Leonard, was a teacher and writer. His mother, Julia, was a descendant of the English poet Matthew Arnold. In adulthood, Huxley's older brothers, Julian and Andrew, would both become accomplished biologists. Huxley himself envisioned a future career in science from an early age. One of Huxley's brothers committed suicide in 1914. And then Huxley began losing his eyesight and committed, instead of to science, to literature. Later, writers such as Virginia Woolf, Bertrand Russell, T.S. Eliot, and D.H. Lawrence were people Huxley would develop a lasting friendship with. So in the 60s, we saw in the USA a wave of mysticism and psychology at the same time. These were some of the people ushering that in with their known works. Aldous Huxley, and Marilyn Ferguson. This is the first I'm studying the connection to New Age religion, thanks to Lalish. Back to excerpts from Bound to Choice by Dr. Lalish. Eastern ways of knowing became more, quote, Eastern ways of knowing became more appealing. That was especially true after 1965, with the arrival in the USA of a number of Eastern gurus, a development attributed to the relaxation of immigration laws, which until then had kept out large numbers of Asians. Note, this is an important point. Our religion previously in USA were not structured to answer to a guru. You may consult pastors in life moments or go to confession if Catholic, but it truly was a structural change to live at an ashram or community, give up everything like a monk or nun and live a pious life to drop out of society to serve that master. This was new. Let's not lose sight of that. Dr. Lalish continues, quote, Though there is evidence of guruism and Eastern-based spiritual movements in the USA before 1965, the change in USA immigration policy opened the doors to many more opportunities at the very moment when public interest was growing. 
popularization of these movements also took hold in response to the publicity surrounding such cultural heroes as the Beatles and the movie star Mia Farrow, who for a time had been linked with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, founder and leader of the Transcendental Meditation Movement, TM. Continued, quote, Hinduism, Buddhism, Zen, and Taoism are embedded in New Age, though. Asian concepts of oneness, karma, reincarnation, nirvana, mantra meditation, kundalini, freedom from desire, and the path toward enlightenment, part and parcel of New Age belief systems and practices. One outcome of the marriage of East and West was that direct personal experience was soon given precedence over abstract reasoning, a recurring theme in the New Age movement. That precept becomes even more important when linked with the new technologies of change. So let me stop and hover there for a moment and repeat this quote. Personal experience was soon given precedence over abstract reasoning. So abstract reasoning, which are the ideas that have been going on since the beginning of time, were questions, reality challenging, they call it. And if you can make someone feel something and trick them into saying it's a godly experience, such as through intense concentration, hypnosis, love bombing, group experience, you could trick them into seeing you as an idol, as a god. To me, that's the dangerous ledge that this type of thinking leads us to. Back to Dr. Lalish in Bounded Choice. New Age thought also can be traced to Gnosticism, Occultism, Wicca, Shamanism, Transcendentalism, Spiritualism, and Theosophy. So next I wanted to take some time, since she called out those as prominent in New Age religion, let me break down each of them. Gnosticism, from Bound to Choice, a dualistic religious and philosophical movement prominent during the late Hellenistic and early Christian eras. Salvation through occult knowledge, described by Christians as having pagan temptations, inner knowing through personal revelation or meditation. Okay, that's Gnosticism. G-N-O-S-T-I-C-I-S-M. Occultism, via Wikipedia. Occultism, various theories and practices involving a belief in and knowledge or use of supernatural forces or beings. Such beliefs and practices, principally magical or divinatory, have occurred in all human societies throughout recorded history. With considerable variations, both in the nature and in the attitude of societies toward them, in the West, the term occultism has acquired intellectuality, and morally pejorative overtones that do not obtain in other societies where the practices and beliefs concerned do not run counter to the prevailing worldview. Wicca. Okay, uh, this is an excerpt from the book All You Want to Know But Didn't Think You Could Ask. This dates back to antiquity. These religions are persecuted by Christian and Islam rule. Holidays settle around seasonal changes. The pentagram is the most commonly recognized Wiccan symbol. Male or female practitioners are called witches. 
Incantations and prayers are used in ceremonies passed down from generation to generation. Wiccans believe they can behave any way they choose, so long as it hurts no person. This ethic is called the Wiccan Reed, R-E-D-E. You're listening to The Frankie Files, frankiefilespodcast.com. Shamanism. I continue quoting from All You Want to Know But Didn't Think You Can Ask, De Vega Garqui, authors. A practice seen in various indigenous traditions around the world. Both Yoruba and Shinto traditions include this practice. Shamanism is 25,000 years old, according to archaeologists. Shaman are male or female and leaders in their community. He or she is in contact with the spiritual world and treat a variety of ailments using herbs. Shamans also ingest mind-altering substances like peyote, cannabis, or opium to bring about visions. Further reading, shamanism.org. Transcendentalism, via Wikipedia, Transcendentalism is a philosophical movement that developed in the late 20s and 1830s in New England. It's old. A core belief is in the inherent goodness of people and nature, and while society and its institutions have corrupted the purity of the individual, people are at their best when truly self-reliant and independent. Transcendentalists saw divine experience inherent in the everyday, rather than believing in a distant heaven. Spiritualism, from Bound to Choice by Dr. Lalish, developed in the 1800s as an occult belief in human ability to communicate with departed spirits. Read minds, have out-of-body experiences, bend spoons, lift tables, walk on hot coals, and recognize or manifest psychic or paranormal phenomena. Mental Healing Based on Works of Franz Anton Mesmer, the Father of Hypnotism. So spiritualism includes hypnotism, guys. Big asterisk there, because I know I've been party to that. That rings bell every time. Divining. Astrology. Tarot cards. New Age. All you want to know but didn't think you could ask. There's a potential within each person to bring this New Age shift into being by drawing upon cosmic energies and forces. Astrology is defined as using the stars and planets to discern the future. Tarot reading is described as cartomancy, using the cards to determine one's fate. So in other words, divining is reading the future, telling the future. What a lot of hooey, right? Theosophy. Theosophy, philosophical and spiritual system, emerged in the 1800s mixing esoteric Buddhism, Lamanist doctrines from Tibet, Hindu mysticism, and romantic picture of the world history, which postulates a non-physical period of prehistoric evolution, with the ecosphere gradually solidifying into matter. A series of root races tracing all the way back to Atlantis. Theosophy is founded by a Russian mystic named Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. I advise looking into her. There's quite a lot there. Dr. Lalish has had much more to say about these subgroups in the book, which I highly recommend, called Bounded Choice. Okay, let's unpack a little bit of this. 
New Age beliefs were popularized in the USA with the relaxation of immigration laws in the 60s, allowing Eastern gurus to take up residence here in the West. That led to much change in our country. There wasn't a call to join a commune and give up everything, including job, spouse, children, and family, until the gurus came on the scene. Before this, your mentors would be your pastor, teachers, coaches at school, your parents, maybe a mentor for a job where you interned. The very idea, the fundamental idea that you have to give your life to a master and follow their teachings to achieve enlightenment for your soul was not happening in this part of the world. I can personally say it's led to a lot of havoc, crime, social disparity, and lack of responsibility of families to each other. A type of chaos reigned in the so-called churches, communes, or ashrams, one that let go of reasoning and doubled down on personal experience. And the millions of cult babies and cult kids grew up, and here we are. But it wasn't just gurus and Buddhism. It was also the whole spaceship and next dimension thinking. Dr. Lelich states, In New Age thought, we create our own reality, cosmic oneness, altered states, personal transformation, reliance on guides and gurus, end quote. And Dr. Lelish lays this out in her book from a foundation for the belief of the Heaven's Gate cult. Those leaders, she explores in great depth. It's amazing. A lot of people think they believed only in Star Trek, but they had roots in New Age religion, like so many cults. It's not only worth the read, but as a New Ager who got out, it really clears up how murky the belief system is and how it struggled to define itself. It touches on the way that psychology was intermingled with religion. A lot of the technique leaders of Morningland Church used were rooted in psychology. But then it looks like all of New Age thinking is rooted in analyzing the self creating reality, and checking out into an altered state. Why did we need a shift in reality? Was it the whole Aquarian Age thing that compelled it? What is the whole Aquarian Age thing compelled by? It's clear that in the USA a lot of factors were contributing for a desire for change. The Second World War was one where ideology became known to be dangerous, in the terms of communism and Nazism while thinking. And on that note, side note, episode 28, I recently cover in Propaganda episode, I believe it's episode 28, it was known in the United States that we were uh, subject to propaganda. There was even an institute by thinkers and philosophers and teachers that was founded in 1937 to educate all levels of society, it was even in high schools, how to recognize propaganda. They didn't want the United States citizens to be propagandized by outside forces. That institute was existed from 37 to 42. The um, atomic bomb was detonated in 45, and I can only imagine the existential threat the world was feeling watching that destruction. Fear of death seems to fuel religion into hyperdrive throughout time. So I'm imagining that had a factor in fueling the New Age religion. 
While it isn't clear why these ideas were ushered in so quickly and fervently, it is clear to me that a couple of generations barely lived through all that mind mess. Drugs and dilapidated lifestyles took their toll. I give you Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> we now have millions of people trying to recover. I guess that's why there's so many cult experts. But we still have no change in law that prevents the unhinged environments that New Age religion and beliefs have spawned. For the now example, I give you the love has won cult. I recently put together a curation of articles on that story, and it's quite ugly. Before I go through that story briefly, I want to make this comment. The size of the religion and cult no longer matters to me. The lasting damages do. The cult I belong to had upwards of 3,000 members at its maximum size. Two deaths later, hundreds of family separations, sex abuse, drained bank accounts, bombs and bomb threats. There's a standing city block compound that still houses leaders trained by the founders who lurked in the New Age religion category. They offered astrology, tarot, meditation, chanting, clearing sessions, all the New Age spectrum. And they still own this city block. The cult shrunk to 100 or so members, so they say. But the damage has been done and continues generationally. Thousands of people were duped into these lifestyles and who, who, who could never recover, like my family, who were systematically separated. All for the new age, to help save the world, etc., etc., etc. There's no sense to it. In the Love Has One cult, check out my article at frankietees.substack.com for details of the story in more depth. A woman named Amy Carlson was interested in light work, being a light worker, meditation, and other dimensions. She met a man in a chat forum who told her she was special and the reincarnation of Christ. She quit her McDonald's job and moved with him from Texas to Colorado to start this cult. She left the pesky kids behind. Who needs them? In 21, her mummified remains were found, the church still worshiping her in their home where they all lived. Her skin decomposed there in Colorado, but still blue from ingesting healing liquid they sold as a cure for COVID. She died from silver poisoning, mainly, which she did to herself, all the while telling people she had cancer and guzzling down alcohol, which her members were forbidden from drinking. The sprawling story leads from California to Texas to Colorado, and though followers dragged her dead body across several states to take her home and continue worshiping her deceased body, no arrests were made. Even though children were in play, the group still exists. It's splintered and continues, raising money off YouTube live streams daily and continuing the amazing odd beliefs, words, practices that Mother God, Amy Carlson, started. She died at just 45. When they get donations, they all cheer. Love has won. Grounded in what seems to be nothing, my biggest criticism of New Age religion, there's not a lot to it. I have a lot to dislike. I was immersed for 12 years. Wow, there is definitely a lot more to get into with this, but I hope you enjoyed my intro to New Age religion in the United States. Until next time. If you would like information on cults in the news, please join my new Substack. 
frankietees.substack.com. I'll be launching the use of a new hashtag, Occupy Cults. Occupy Cults certainly speaks for itself. It's time that we get the word out about the damage these cults do financially, emotionally, psychologically, sexually, generationally. And that's part of what prompted me to begin speaking out. The hashtag Occupy Cults should be placed on anything you want the awareness raised on. I notified the press my list that I use, and I hope that it will help them find stories to raise the awareness and to disseminate this information even more widely than it is now. So check out the hashtag Occupy Cults. Wear it on a t-shirt. Chalk it on the neighborhood. Get the word out. Occupy Cults means just that. Pay attention to what's going on. Those survivors who are trying to speak out need your support. Check out Occupy Cults, the hashtag. The Frankie Files podcast is researched, written, recorded, and edited by me, Frankie Tees. The Frankie Files. If you're feeling down and no one's there to actually talk to, there is someone to talk to. Call the Suicide Prevention Hotline anytime. This will pass. Please know that many of us have survived these thoughts. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, day or night. There's a friendly person there that can remind you to value the life you have and that this too shall pass. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255, or search online, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline.